take a look at that aspect of channel as I scroll through 6,000 different channels in our server. And just a heads up, guys, we got about three minutes. So we're going to wait three more minutes for people to pour in. Once they do, we'll go ahead and officially kick this thing off. So just hang tight, relax, and we'll get started soon. I'll let you know if you disappear. Yeah, just message message me and ask Brother Bo if I disconnect for any reason. Um, I've got that pulled up on my computer, so I don't end up speaking to a wall and leaving you guys sitting here in silence. A heads up, if you're having any sort of audio issues as you connect and disconnect, or as you get in here, um, go ahead and disconnect from the call and just reconnect. Um, and that should be able to help you sort out your audio. If anybody's hearing me right now, let me know what the audio is coming in. Scale 1 to 10, just write it and ask Brother Bo. Oh, it's clear. It's clear, man. Audio 10, sweet, liquid. Awesome. 8 out of 10. All right, Clark, we could do better. Oh, oh it's 12, Bo. 12. Mm -hmm. All right, and uh, Raw. Raw, 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 Grandpa Raw. Are you in the, uh, are you in here as well, or is he not online? If he's not, mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two, mic check. Yep, you're good, buddy. Can you hear me? Yep, you're good. Hey, your friend. All right, one more minute and we'll get this going. You're on the computer right now, yeah? I am, yeah. Just so you know, if you click the channel, all hands, and then it brings up the video show for everybody, and then you go up to the top right, and you select do not show video participants. Um, it says show non-video participants. If you deselect that, there will be a count of all members at the top right. Interesting. Got to pull that's up on my computer. The... That's how you kept count last time? Yeah. Sweet. All right, my friends. We are at five minutes over the hour, so we are going to go ahead and get started. Uh, to clarify how this meeting is going to work, uh, we're going to use the first, say, 30, 40 minutes of this meeting to give you guys an update on uh, what's going on with our alliance, what have we done, uh, why did we do it, where are we going, and, and why are we doing that. Um, this is meant to serve you guys to help answer the why behind um, everything that the leadership team is working on, give you guys the visibility that you deserve as our players, uh, as we have said many times and we will continue saying until... This game is no longer a thing. Uh, this is a community. This is a culture first uh, alliance, right? We're here to serve you guys as players. We're here to serve your corporations. 
because we believe that at the end of the day, if we do right by you guys, you're going to do right by us, and that is going to make this the best alliance in the game. So keep that in mind. That's what the goal of this meeting is. Uh, as we kick things off, we're going to be uh, reviewing what we talked or what we committed on last week and or two weeks ago, and kind of checking in to see how um, some of our commitments from last week went or two past two weeks have gone. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about what is on the table from the last all hands that we still I still want to see uh, tackled, and then we're going to be moving on to what our new goals are um, going into the next two weeks, and then some top line top level objectives for us all to keep in mind um, as we look at the next couple weeks and months of this game. So to get started in what we talked about the last time when we connected for the first time ever, which was super cool. And I appreciate everybody who showed up. We had like almost 500 people in the channel. Um, that was amazing. Uh, the first thing that we committed to was that we are going to focus our time in improving player services, focusing on the internal, and getting the architecture of this alliance set up properly. We don't want this to be like OP4S. We don't want this to be like uh, a lot of the other alliances around this game that just balloon and then they pop. Uh, we know, because a lot of us are EVE veterans, that this game has the potential to be around for a very long time. So in order to make sure that this beautiful thing that we're all working on is going to stick around, we have to make sure the architecture and the foundations are in place to make that happen. So one of the things that we committed to is that internal piece. And I just want to give you guys a quick rundown on some of the things that we've done to uh, improve the internal foundation of our alliance. It has a ton to do with how we look at these different departments. The interesting thing about this, this alliance of ours is that we have to balance a couple different, uh, let's say, um, core philosophies or architectures on top of each other. There's a military arm that has to run like a military. Okay, there's a, a governing arm that has to run like, you know, a, a nation. Another key component of this, though, is the operations arm, which has to run like a business. So in order for us to make this work effectively, we've been building out different departments with the goal of empowering the department heads to be able to manage their teams, their objectives, um, and to be able to have um, a faster rate of um, affecting change um, and impacting things on the ground. We call that middle management, right? If you're in a business, if you've ever seen an effective business or if you work in a business, you understand you gotta have a, a very strong middle layer of leadership here that acts as the go-between and the connector for you guys as players to be able to start getting the opportunities to get involved with the rest of it, the, all the different things that we can help you guys do. That's our goal. So in order to do that, we have to make that easy for you. So a couple things that we did that were uh, just notable that I'm super excited to talk about. One is going to be the Arbiter department. If anybody doesn't know what an Arbiter is, the Arbiter is uh, first and foremost the keeper of our law. We worked really hard to get that charter made, and now we got to make sure that people can abide to that charter. And when you're dealing with 40 plus different corporations and uh, realistically about 5,500 players right now, we have to have a means to be able to easily solve disputes. The arbiters are the law keepers for our alliance, but not just that. They're also the cultural beacon, cultural heart of what the Golden Horde is all about. These guys represent 
that vision and culture that we're looking for. And they're there to help you guys as players and specifically as corporations to be able to make sure you're getting the most out of this alliance. They're your advocates. If this was a business, I would say that is your customer success role or that is your account manager role. That's our arbiters. So we're super thankful and super proud to be able to say that Riva from Red One has taken over that position. Uh, he's going to be, uh, he's already been able to help us staff about 10 additional, maybe 12 additional arbiters to make sure that every single person in the alliance, every corporation has representation. Um, and they're going to be the go-betweens for any corps with disputes um, to make sure that your goals and objectives as a corp are being heard, acknowledged, um, and acted upon. I um, mean, that team is already just just pounding the ground trying to get this work. They're doing a ton of different things. Um, just to clarify, guys, that apparently somebody in the condo above me has just started using what sounds like a jackhammer. Um, if, if my audio is coming in back here, um, somebody let me know if you can hear that uh, because it's deafening on my side of things. I'm just going to let anybody in Ask Brother Bo speak up here in case you can hear that. Okay, sweet. Awesome. So it's just me who's going to be going insane. Fantastic. All right, so the next piece of business that we're going to be focusing on here is recruitment. That's another department that we've staffed um, that is going to be headed by Captain Washu. Uh, recruitment is a really key piece to the long-term success of our alliance. What we're looking for here is uh, just the nature of this game, being that it's a mobile game. It's going to be very difficult to maintain player base with the turnover rates that we're looking at for a mobile game, let alone EVE which has a 90% turnover on new players coming into the game anyways. So what we're talking about here is how can we make sure that all of the different corps in our alliance, these wonderful cultures, uh, these wonderful teams are able to stay afloat and be able to replace any churn that they're dealing with. So our solution to that is launching our alliance recruitment discord. That is where we're going to be taking and weaponizing all of the branding, all of the marketing, all of the, uh, the reputation that we've built in the game. That's where we're taking all of that and we're driving all the traffic to this Alliance recruitment discord so that we can then funnel these recruits back down to the corporations within our Alliance. We wanna keep reinforcing and building this to be um, a very viable tool to keep you guys not just afloat, um, but to also help your corporations grow. And if your corporations are growing and you guys are having success, then the Alliance is having a success. Um, and so we're super thankful for all the hard work that is going into making this. While Captain Washu is the leader of this department um, and he's replicating a lot of the best practices that he's used at Valhalla in the past, I also wanna recognize Reddy from an admin perspective who has been helping him build this insanely automated and well-built out Discord to help filter people between players looking for corpse, Corporations looking to join the alliance. We even have diplomacy built into this thing now. Um, it's a work in progress. It should be online next week. Um, but we are very excited to start seeing that coming down and driving recruits to all of your corporations. Um, and that has been a, a huge win to see so much work go into that so quickly. Um, so just keep in mind, first one's Arbiters. We now have recruitment coming in hard. Uh, a department that I'm personally really proud of is our marketing department. Uh, if you think about some of the things that have made other EVE-based alliances super successful, and I'm going to bring one up um, just because they're a benchmark I like to measure myself against and this alliance against, but Goon, for example, from EVE Online, you're talking about the biggest mega corporation in EVE history. They've got 20,000 plus players. 
But what they've done better than I think anybody else is building their brand. People know who Goon is. They see the videos. They see the posters. They have a reputation in this game. And that has a huge impact, not only in terms of recruitment, people knowing who you are that attracts players. It has a huge impact in player retention because it keeps people involved knowing that they're a part of something incredible and that they can see and feel it. Um, but also it has a huge impact in psychological warfare and engagement, being able to advertise what we're able to do and demoralize those who want to stand against us. Um, our marketing team is doing a phenomenal job. Uh, they've interviewed me, they've interviewed Storm, they've interviewed Raw. Uh, I think Kaylin and Suzuki, a couple other people are coming into this. Um, we have a Twitter account. We have uh, YouTube channels. We have Reddit posts going out. We have posters being made on a regular basis that are just like incredible pieces of art that I just absolutely love. And I'm trying to scroll here because I want to identify and recognize someone. Um, that has the most complicated name in the entire world, um, but I love her. Matara Managarm is doing a huge piece of all of these cool posters and content. Um, she's recently been promoted. Um, so she's a creative director and deputy head of marketing for the Alliance. Um, that is somebody that's going over and over and beyond out of their way um, to make this Alliance marketable um, and make our brand powerful out there in the world. So just super proud of them. They're coordinating really well. Um, they're doing a ton of stuff and they're always working on new things and new projects for us to get involved. I'm mostly excited right now about the podcast that they've just created. Um, that's something that you can even get on your phone now on Apple. So if you want to be able to come back and hear these, um, these State of the Union addresses or any of the cool interviews that they're doing, they can make that readily available on your phone and about as, easy, as easily accessible as you could ask. Um, so that's just something cool that they're working on. Now I'm going to move gears here from marketing. We're going to talk about the military and I know Raw is going to hear me say the military and as you know, one of our warlords here in the military, he, he knows that he's got a speaking piece here. I'm going to leave a core component of this to him um, once we get past this to the next topic. Uh, but I do want to recognize a couple of things that have been going on from a military perspective real quick as it relates to these internal projects. So first and foremost, you have to keep in mind we have 40 plus different alliance or 40 plus different corporations across two different regions uh, trying to defend a myriad of different uh, entrances, pathways into our space, um, different military chains of commands, different talent pools, people with different experiences and different trains of thoughts. So getting all of that to combine and meld into a singular organized and disciplined military is a hell of a job. Uh, and I'm super impressed with the things that our guys are currently doing. I want to recognize, first and foremost, uh, our triumvirate, uh, or as we're calling them, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, which is Raw, Hayu, and Storm. Uh, Raw, driving the big picture general direction of our military and getting involved in um, the, uh, the fleet training experience and, and making sure that uh, we are measuring up to the level of professionalism and discipline that we need. Hayu playing the role is uh, probably our most active FC and most active fighter, um, keeping us engaged in regular content, um, helping us coordinate with marketing, um, leading us more from the boots on the ground perspective. Um, and then we have Storm, who has done a ton to help us think about the organizational structure, 
the recruitment, the hiring, the finding of the right people to go into the right roles, helping get our stealth bomber wings running, helping get our Lodgy guardian rings running that we're working hard on right now, um, getting the FCs organized and helping train them up. So these guys, all three of them are doing a stellar job of this. And then below them, I want to recognize Ella, who is our Secretary of War. Um, he has been busting his butt to be able to get us a clean, reorganized, reformatted command and control structure, um, helping us understand how we want to handle our ranks, how we want to handle promotion tracks, how we want to divide and conquer in terms of responsibilities and core objectives. Um, he is doing um, a, a world of work in his own department to make this whole thing come together in gel. Um, and he's proven to be the glue that's really pulling everything into a singular machine. And we're super impressed with him. And then next to him is going to be One Shot and Zell. I want to recognize One Shot and Zell first and foremost for their work in helping us defend our space. That is a huge component of what this game is going to be. And we're going to talk about that here in a minute as we talk about our goals moving forward. Um, but these guys have done a phenomenal job orienting our players, getting them involved in regional defense, which has been very hard up until these interdiction bubbles have come out. Um, but we're already seeing incredible returns in the work that they're doing. We're talking about tens of billions of dollars that are just getting potted before they can ever get within cash, before they can ever get within Geminate. We're talking about where we're placing our stations to better craft our alliance defense strategies and coordination, how we can better communicate and manage um, you know, player logistics and getting to and from different regions so that we can shorten the time of response as much as possible. Um, these guys have taken that effort and that responsibility upon themselves. Um, they're doing a phenomenal job. If anybody is interested in getting more involved with the military, we are working to get a recruitment portal built into the Alliance Discord for you to be able to enlist into the military, for you to get involved. But my recommendation to you right now is if you want to get involved with the military, reach out to Zell if you're in Geminate. Reach out to OneShot if you're in Cash and start contributing to these defense fleets. This is where we get to know who you are. This is where we get to see that you're invested in helping the Alliance and not just going out and trying to raid and fight on your own. This is where we get to learn that you're a team player and somebody that we can put to work with inside the Alliance military. Yeah, sorry about that, Zell. Get ready for that, buddy. Uh, you're going to have a lot of DMs, hopefully. But keep in mind, they're doing a phenomenal job. We're super proud and super thankful for them. And then just to give Zell another shout-out here, Zell and Storm, um, is the amazing work that they've been putting into building our dedicated military discord. Uh, we're still not done with it yet. There's still a lot of work that needs to go into it before it's got the, the final bow ready, before we can you know, break that champagne bottle against the hole. Um, I don't know if I said that right. Raw's probably you know, cringing a little bit because I have no idea what the proper Navy term is for what I just said, uh, christening a ship, whatever. Um, but the bottom line here is, is once we get the recruitment portal built in here, once we get the command and control pieces sorted out, um, that is going to have a huge component to our uh, long-term success. And yeah, Maiden Voyage. There you go. Thanks, Cornelius. <laughs> Glad to see you here. By the way, shout out to Cornelius. He just joined the Alliance like probably 45 minutes ago. So managed to find his way in here just in time. Um, but ton of work going on there. And that's going to provide us the organization and the discipline to be 
um, a tier one military group when you're looking at a lot of these other alliances that are just trying to focus on having the numbers and just being a massive blob. Uh, we're building out the infrastructure to be a professional fighting force. Um, that's going to be a competitive advantage for us um, very near in the very near future and for the foreseeable future if we get it right. And I'm thankful that we have the right people in those places. One last shout out to Ryu and to Sonar in the bomber fleets. In case anybody isn't aware, we have one of the best bomber divisions of anybody in this game. These guys are blowing up billions and billions and billions of ISK on a weekly basis just by the nature of how they like to play this game. Um, that's going to be a massive competitive advantage when we start looking at uh, block warfare and fighting other major groups. The ability to make somebody bleed and not be able to hit you back. Um, so very thankful for the stealth bomber group. Um, they are a group of people who have been able to build up that department with very minimal oversight from the Alliance. It's a great example of people who have gone out, wanted to accomplish something, um, showed bias toward action and got it done. Um, so we're going to keep feeding that bomber wing. We're going to keep feeding the rest of these departments. We need people who are leaders, people who are military minded management leaders to reach out to Storm and get involved with our Lodgy and Guardian wings. We need people in those positions because that's going to be the beating heart that keeps us alive in fights. Um, so anybody who has experience in fleets, who uh, has leadership potential um, and would like to play a role in Lodgy or flying Guardian ships and specialize in those areas, please reach out to Storm. Uh, we're, we're looking for that management, that command cater of people to be able to help us out from that department. So one last couple things I want to say while we're hitting on some of these different items. Um, I do want to hit on Horde of Wien real quick. Um, that was a massive success. Uh, we saw tons of great involvement. Um, you guys as players really enjoyed uh, shooting and blowing up your senior officers. Um, I personally, I think I set the record for the shortest amount of time actually being alive. Um, I tried to go hide in a uh, CTA fleet in the hopes that I could disappear inside of the giant blue blob. Um, and they nuked me within like three minutes of actually starting the race. So that was a lesson. Anybody in the future, don't do that. Um, but what we did learn from this uh, Hordeween event that I thought was really cool is that you guys as players enjoyed the content. Um, and you guys enjoying the content tells us that we need to keep leaning into that. So I'm going to be looking to staff a chief fun officer or a CFO, or if we can come up with a better name, we'll call it whatever it is but i want to have people in this alliance dedicated to making mm -hmm. kick-ass content for us on a regular basis if that's battle royales if that's doing a fleet and fleet action like arena style which dragon is currently working on um you should go check out the events right now there's something in there called the horde wars uh, blue on purple he's looking for pilots to get involved uh to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other um, there's a lot of different things that we can do as an alliance to make this game fun without needing the devs to lift a finger for us. I want us to be able to continue focusing on that. Um, and just some things that we didn't get to, unfortunately, in terms of our objectives for last week. Uh, we still have a finance department that we need to staff um, and get a dedicated leader into. Um, that's going to be a big push for us coming in the near future. And the last piece of it is going to be player retention. And player retention is just freaking huge. Uh, we have a massive Discord. We have a massive culture. Uh, we have a lot of things going on, and it's only going to get crazier and more complex. So when you're a new player coming into the Horde, 
or if you're a new corporation coming into the horde, it can feel a little bit like being the new kid at school um, and you don't have anybody to sit with uh, at the lunch table because you don't know the lay of the land and you don't know what you're doing. So our marketing team, our recruitment team, Captain Washu, the big blue boat running the marketing group, um, they are working to help us figure out how we can uh, build a new space for player retention. Um, there's been some other players who have reached out and stated that they want to get involved in this space as well. So that's going to be a big piece as well. So moving on from there, um, just one last thing to note about our current state of things. Uh, I want you guys to know that we have some new allies up in the Vale. They're going to help us fortify our northern border, hopefully make Zell's job a little bit easier. Now, as we switch gears into talking about what's coming next, I want you to understand the why behind everything that I just said. So first and foremost, obviously, this is a player-first corporation or player-first alliance. This is a player-first corporation-first alliance. So we're going to be doing these things regardless because we want to serve you guys. But there is another reason, another, another motivation for why we're doing this, which is that the game is getting ready to start changing. So what we're seeing here is after a couple of months of playing this game, the people who are not on board for how uh, rigorous this game can be in terms of CTAs, in terms of the grind, in terms of the complexity, all across the board, all across this game, they're starting to fade out, right? This is becoming more of a hardcore game. And that's to be expected with something like EVE. It's how EVE evolved. It's how this one's going to evolve. We're seeing fail cascades already happening across the map. OP4S has officially imploded. They no longer exist in any sort of capacity anymore when they started the game out as the single largest entity in the game. Uh, you're seeing that fail cascade go all the way around to Elysium out in the West, to a bunch of different groups, uh, the Whale Pot Alliance that we all had fun blowing up in cash a little, bit, a little bit back. Bottom line is, alliances are starting to crumble as the player base and the culture is starting to change. A lot of this infrastructure is to help us make sure that we survive that turn, but there is one more massive wave coming for us that we are all going to have to deal with and that we need to be ready for and that is the release of sovereignty when it comes out into this game. Sovereignty is going to have a huge impact on our player culture, player retention, and this alliance's ability to sustain itself. When, when sovereignty comes out, there's a, a million and one challenges that we're going to have to face. And, and this is where I'd like to pause and let Raw speak as one of our uh, senior military leaders and uh, a hardcore veteran um, decades plus veteran of EVE Online um, to help give all of you guys a better understanding of, of what is coming down the pipe for us. So, Ralph, you want to pick up, buddy? Uh, floor is all yours. All right. So, <clears throat> as far as sovereignty is concerned, um, Echoes has had a long standing um, history of messing things up on their releases so we're gonna have to adapt and overcome for that we're gonna have to come to a point in the game when sovereignty is released that it's gonna get hectic it's gonna get chaotic uh, specifically because they're not really releasing a whole lot on how it's gonna operate within echoes uh, one of the biggest differences that they have released in the information that we can get so thus far um, from EVE Online to here is that we aren't going to have TCUs. And TCUs is basically 
the structures that you would need to control to control an area of sovereignty. Uh, NetEase has exclaimed that corporation citadels are going to act as TCUs, and that is how you are going to claim sovereignty. So one of the questions that just came through was, what is sovereignty? Sovereignty is where your group, your entity, us being a coalition of alliances and basically a single alliance under a lot of different alliances according to the game, would control an area. We would control cash and we would control Geminate. We would control any other uh, system that we determine to be ours based on, um, as NetEase has declared, the corporation citadels that they're going to release. Um, it would be very similar to HiSec. So HiSec has the four factions, um, four main factions that control their area of space and the way that they control it is via Concord. Concord is uh, set up at every gate. Concord is set up at every station. You see their guns, you see their military that flies around their stations. They protect that space. And in essence, that's what sovereignty is for us. It is where our gates would be covered by our gate guns. Our stations would be covered by our station defenses. And to get into our own spaces would become increasingly difficult for any anybody that decides to enter our space. Um, they would have to specifically go after the areas of which we would control those space. And in this case, for Echoes, it would be the corporation citadels. So those corporation citadels are going to be the prime target if somebody were wanting to take over our space. And the antiverse of that is also true. It would be something that we would be going after if we decided to take over someone else's space. And basically what it does is it allows us <clears throat> to post up our own markets, our own industrial uh, citadel benefits, our own mining operations that give us uh, boosts to certain endeavors inside of the game. So it allows us to amplify our throughput and our output of basically all gaming aspects. It gives us the ability to um, claim a space as our own and defend it with higher strongholds than what we are currently given. For instance, the NPC station in P7. Um, it's very difficult to keep somebody from getting into it. Um, people can just fly in and fly out as they feel, whether they are part of the Alliance or not. Um, in sovereignty, that becomes a different story because the area would consider us their allies. So it becomes increasingly difficult for um, our enemies to be able to even live in the space, much less get into it. So with that being said, the only release that they gave us for sovereignty was that they would be announcing something soon. So we all kind of know how that goes. Um, sovereignty is supposed to be released sometime by the end of the year, according to a few conversations that I've had with NetEase. And the communication there is even lacking. So I have very little faith that they, even they know when their release date is going to be. <clears throat> but as with most things that they say, it is soon.
something that we got to look at and possibly have to organize when sovereignty comes out is the fact that the game does not recognize coalitions. Uh, we have seen this in Capsular Outposts. We have seen this in um, the way that the Alliance chat even operates. It only applies to your current Alliance. And with the release of Sov, the expectation from NetEase is that they will also release the expansion of size of the Alliances. The last number that they gave us was up to 30 corporations. So if this becomes a problem when they release, release sovereignty um, to the game, it would look as there are multiple alliances trying to settle in cash and ingeminate. And that's something that we're going to be working through uh, one of the possible chaotic means of the release of sovereignty. So look forward to that. Um, Another thing that we would like to talk about is call to arms. There's been a lot of unrest and chaos involved in call to arms uh, scheduling and call to arms um, declarations, application. application. Um, so basically what we're going to do for you guys to make this as simple as possible is we are going to create construct a channel very similar to an announcements channel and very similar to the call to arms channel that is now for a strategic military operations they are very similar to call to arms in the aspect that strategic military operations are pre-planned but they uh, per the charter would require some involvement from each of the corporations uh, strategic military operations benefit the alliance as a whole, up to and including offensive and defensive strategy. A call to arms being the separation of strategic military operation and call to arms is a call to arms would be something that we need immediate action for. So when you see a call to arms go up or you see a ping for a call to arms, it would be something that we would need you to form up and defend or offend immediately for. So again, the difference there is that your strategic military operations, uh, what we've been using partially the call to arms for would be scheduled events that we have in the future, such as Citadel drops or uh, Citadel offensives. We're going to move that to the strategic military operations. Those are planned. You can sign up for them, be prepared for them, and get ready to go when the time comes. And a call to arms would require immediate action. As far as strategic military operations, uh, previous, previously known as some of the call to arms events we've had, there has been some discussion on what ships to bring, um, where you form up, how you get there, how fleet commanders are supposed to organize. As far as the where ship, what ships to bring, that is determinant usually on the opponent. So on any intel that we receive getting closer to the call to arms, because that's usually when we start getting intel from other corporations and other alliances, as far as what they are going to be bringing to the battle, that is when we start deciding what ships there are. Um, as we have very limited meta capability right now, um, it seems the entire game is balanced into long range shield bubble type ships. We don't have a whole lot to select from um, that's going to change very soon uh, 
look forward to E-War doctrines going into the E-War wing again, as uh, Bojangles had mentioned, the recruiting wing is, is going to be going up fairly soon. Look forward to that so that you can start getting into these uh, logistics slash guardian wings, these uh, bomber wings, the E-War wings, and start getting your hands on some of these uh, advanced level doctrines so that you can be effective in these battles and we can actually start manipulating fleets a little bit more and hopefully the meta will mellow out enough to where we can actually have some uh, counter fleets to everything instead of a superior fleet being the counter for everything so if you don't see a ship for one of these strategic military operations just prepare with whatever you have um, what a lot of corporations have been doing um, is placing doctrine ships in both Geminate and Cash. Or sorry, yes, Geminate and Cash. So place one in, in M53, place one in P7, uh, place one in FDZ. You know, it's for some of us, it's not very difficult to get uh, a few frigates or even if you're logistics and place one in Cash and one in Geminate. That way, if you need to form up immediately for a call to arms, you will have a ship available uh, de depending on where the call to arms is being called. And then it's a lot easier if it's a strategic military operation just to have a ship there so you don't really have to move anything. So the military side of things, as Bo Jingles has said, is moving along quite nicely we are getting organized at an extremely fast pace and with that we are leaving little to nothing in the dust so look forward to a few announcements militaristically coming forward on ways that you guys can get involved um, we are looking for leaders we are looking for fleet commanders that are willing to step up and be a part of the military organization and start joining these military ops that uh, Zell and um, the other commanders are building. They're, they're needing people. They need people to, to run these operations. So by all means, get in, get in touch with your regional commanders. Um, we have the ability for you, if you want to take um, some security fleets out, we have the ability for you to do so. All it takes is for you to get in touch, and we'll we'll help you set it up. We'll help help you get in the right direction. Thanks, Rob. I want to. Rob, is it okay if I pick up back here? Or are you still going? I want to make sure I'm not interrupting. Nope. Go ahead. I was just going to plug the uh, the video, and then there's another video coming up hopefully next Sunday for the uh, marketing. Uh, the the first video is for the marketing. Yes, the next one is going to be with uh, the major Eve news organization. Oh, love it! All right, so guys, let me let me make sure that we're we're landing this thought here. Right, you've heard us talk about what Solve is. You've heard us talk about how much the military is investing into organization. Now you need to understand the why. Okay, the why is that we have a huge excuse my French. We have a huge fucking target on our back. Because we're the golden horde. I have intel and sources that have identified at least a few other major groups on this game right now that are planning to come pay us a visit. 
once sovereignty comes out. When sovereignty comes out, we're going to have multiple stations that are dependent on us being able to claim this area as our sovereign space for our Golden Horde Alliance or our nation. And we could likely face uh, attacks, not just from large alliances, but from small, well-organized groups that are going to be trying to encroach on our space. So this is, a, this is a good opportunity for you to understand why we're doing this and why we're talking about this, because we need you guys as players to start preparing for what this shift is going to mean. This is going to mean a lot more combat. This is going to mean a lot more CTAs. There's going to be a heavy grind here as we ride out this sovereignty storm whenever it comes. Or if we're faced with an engagement from another large alliance before or after SOV, we need to start getting ready for alliance-level warfare as opposed to just beating up the uh, local populations in the regions that we haven't decided to conquer yet. Um, we've made some decisions as a leadership team to help us prepare for this. I want to put us in stark contrast to Gem, GenFed. GenFed is the only alliance in this game that is larger than us. They are ballooning, um, taking on any corp anywhere that they can, and getting themselves inserted in regions all over the game. What's going to happen to them is a very similar thing that happened to OP4S. They are going to find themselves overextended. They're going to find themselves unorganized, and they're going to find themselves at war on all fronts. They're going to see a lot of territory. They're going to lose a lot of corpse because they can't take care of their people. And then they're either going to shrink down to a much smaller size or collapse outright. We don't want to see that happen to the Golden Horde. We are spending our time fortifying Geminate fortifying cash, building up the professional and disciplinary uh, proficiencies that are needed in the military so that when this storm hits our alliance, we have the capacity to be able to stare it in the face and not blink. When that's done and we survive that, that crazy turmoil period of this game, that is when we can make our play to start expanding and take over as much as we want to take over. Um, but it is all dependent on our ability to be able to prep and rally for this big shift that is coming as we are one of the, if not the most recognized brands in this game and people are already moving to challenge us. That is why we have allies on the southern border of cash. That is why we have allies now on the northern border of uh, Geminate up in the Vale. We're fortifying our position and the military is getting ready for the next for the first real great wars of this game every player needs to understand that that's coming and that it is going to be taxing and that is going to be hard so we all need to start taking proactive actions to prepare for that shift so that when it comes we don't miss a step which brings me to a next point which is going to be a major focus for this alliance and something that i am encouraging and recommending to all of the corpse of this alliance to the corp CEOs and officers of all of the, of the members and uh, corps of our alliance, which is the concept of SRP, Ship Replacement Program. When you get involved in large-scale combat and warfare in EVE Online, you are going to be losing a lot of ISK. Billions and billions and billions and trillions of ISK is going to get blown up regularly. 
if we don't have the architecture and infrastructure to manage SRPs, and for any of you who don't know what that is, an SRP is a ship replacement program, a means for a player to go out and fight with, uh, let's call it corp-approved or alliance-approved ships. In this case, those stabbers that we use today or the other different doctrine ships that we use. If we don't have the infrastructure to eliminate the pain for our players getting involved in alliance warfare, we are going to start losing people who don't want to keep fronting the cost for our battles. We're not going to do that because I'm recommending all corporations of this alliance to either A, start developing or perfect your own corp level SRP. We will not dictate an SRP to you as an alliance. As we've said to every corp leader who's joined us, this is about maintaining your guys' freedoms and we're not going to tax you, right? But if you are unable to manage an SRP system inside of your corp, we are talking and going to start talking in the SPC Council about what types of programs and initiatives that we can take into place to be able to make sure that your players are covered when large-scale warfare comes. We've got you know, a couple models for the uh, ship replacement program opt-in models. We have um, uh, contracting models similar to what the military uh, industrial complex currently uses. Um, there are a lot of things that we're going to be looking at from an alliance to better support you. But if every corp in this organization starts preparing for this period of chaos that is eventually coming, it's inevitable, we will be in a better position. I want all the corps to be thinking about or treating this like being a bear getting ready for winter. You need to be stockpiling on ISK. You need to be stockpiling on materials. You need to position yourselves to be able to ride out this storm. Um, and that's going to be critical for us being able to um, maintain our goals and not take a step back. And my last ask for you guys as we're wrapping this up, you know, we have about 234 people in this uh, all hands meeting. I just want to give you guys a pulse on that. That is, let's see, I'm just going to pull it up on my phone here just so I can make this point. We have 234 people on this meeting right now out of 2,834 members in this alliance. So you guys are now the ambassadors of this plan and this word. I need you being able to share these thoughts with your colleagues, letting them know that we have a lot of work coming down our way, letting them know where they can get involved, helping communicate and, and propagate this information out to the rest of the alliance. Um, it's going to be up to us to make sure that we have um, this community up to speed and educated. Um, if we're going to succeed in maintaining this awesome culture, if we're going to succeed in being a player first and a corp first organization, we also have to be able to defend our borders and win the wars that are inevitably coming in the future. A lot of people are dedicating a lot of time to making sure that that's going to happen. And I ask everybody here um, to honor that commitment and do their part as well to help us get to where we're trying to go. Now, with that said, I'm going to pump the brakes here. I think we've hit on about all of the different pieces for this. Um, I think the only other thing that I'm just going to reiterate one more time is that we need people in defensive fleets. We need uh, the military leaders for each of these corporations to be reaching out to Zell if you're in Geminate and reaching out to OneShot if you're in Cash. We need to get everybody coordinated and working together. 
not only because it's going to help us defend our space, but that's also how we're going to create the most fun content for our players by giving them something to go blow up. And we all know we're in this in this game either to go find cool ships, to go shoot lasers at rocks, or to go blow up other people. And I want to make sure that we can do that, and we can do that relentlessly and effectively. All right. If you got questions, throw them out. Um, I know that this ran uh, about 10 minutes longer than I wanted it to for um, the agenda pieces before we hopped into Q&A. I will keep this running for an additional 10 minutes, 15 minutes over the hour. So we can just uh, go through Bo, here. Go ahead. Can I just borrow the word for two seconds? Yeah, go ahead. And for the record, everybody, this is Storm. Storm Strife, one of the, um, one of the Joint Chiefs of staff, Staffs or uh, Senior Military Leaders in the Alliance. Thank you. Um, I got a lot of DMs uh, from people about how do I become an FC? Uh, and I'm going to answer quickly on this here and now. Uh, we are now structuring a new ranking system that is where the lowest rank is team uh, leader. A team leader, everyone can be a team leader. Just reach out to your corporation's uh, man, uh, military manage, manager or C, uh, CMO or whatever you call the leader of the military in your own corporation, reach out to them, tell them you want to be a team leader in the military and they reach out to me and we will get this fixed as soon as we have a new Discord open up. Thank you. Appreciate it, Tom. Uh, and keep in mind, guys, we'll have more information coming out of the way for you guys to understand, um, you know, how to get more involved. Uh, this is all about creating opportunities for you guys as players. So we'll help out on that front as much as we can. All I ask is that you encourage your friends and you guys continue to check those announcements. I know I write stupid long messages, but they're important. Uh, and we love seeing you guys get involved in these all-hand meetings. So please keep it up. Um, that is what's going to allow us to keep moving forward as a community. Now. I'm going to go ahead and start reading some stuff out here. We have DLG Thirtis Novum. How has the political landscape of the Vale changed recently? I've been getting reports from small gang roams that it's either all blue or you're in VVV space and they send in whole wings of Vexers after you. Um, if there was one place that we should all tell our out-region roamers to go, where would it be? Yeah, so two-part question. I'll answer it really quickly. Um, the Vale is becoming rapidly more populated. Uh, we have uh, threats from the south that are trying to coordinate with people in the north to try to pinch us into an awkward position. Uh, they're not going to succeed because uh, we're blasting them out of the water. Um, but they are trying to put us in a bad position. So we have blued three specific corporations in the Vale. That is PPU, that is Lunar Alliance, and that is PRIN. So those are our horses that we're betting on in the Vale that we're going to work with to make sure that the Vale does not turn against us or that no major player in the Vale can take over more space. So VVV will be a target of ours, and they're not going to have a very fun time living in the Vale um, as long as uh, we have a say in the matter. Um, the stealth bomber fleets are getting involved in this. Uh, our allies are already coordinating uh, with us and our military for... Uh, combat operations. Uh, we had our allies up there already involved in blowing up a station recently. So um, they're doing a great job. That's the plan there. 
In terms of out-of-region roamers, where would it be the best place for them to go? I would recommend that you go to the Vale, help out our friends up there, and show some love for some potential future Horde members. Uh, if we ever decide to move into the Vale in the future, which is likely, um, they will most likely uh, be absorbed and mer merged into the Alliance. You could fly into the Vale and help them out, um, or you could spend your time in the Great Wildlands. The Great Wildlands is going to be key for us as that region with the Enreal Gate, or as we're calling the Golden Triangle, um, has a lot of influence on our ability to maneuver between our two regions. I would encourage anybody who wants to go out as a solo player, as a stealth bomber, as a roaming fleet, uh, go blow up things in the Vale, or go blow up things in the Great Wildlands. Either of them is going to serve the Alliance well. Um, our allies typing meow to local. Yeah, I think it's kind of weird. Meow. Do, 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 do. Moving right along. Bo, what is your favorite cocktail, and would you ever mix it up with your usual drink of choice to toast a victory for the Horde? Uh, my favorite cocktail uh, is going to be dependent on what I'm doing. Uh, if I am at the beach, it is going to be something involving tequila, typically soda tequila. It's got incredible health benefits. If you drink it like that, it's a bit of a pansy drink, but I'll be honest with you. Um, if I'm feeling like a badass, I'm going to be drinking bourbon. Um, and most of the time, I'm drinking wine. Um, but I will drink whatever you guys want me to drink. So if you guys are going to go blow something up and do something cool, I will drink whatever you guys recommend. How does the Horde plan to deal with the potential limitations to the access system we see today for Citadels? Uh, Llama, that is a great question over at home. So our plan for dealing with the Capsuleer Station limitations is to uh, save up our money, and I'm recommending for corps here that are listening, uh, I'd recommend that you save up your money and don't place Capsuleer Stations unless the regional commanders are, are recommending that you do to help with defense. But I would recommend you save your money and wait for the Corp Citadels that are going to be coming out, which should have a much improved uh, control functions to allow more people to get involved and access those stations. Right now, Capsuleer Stations are relatively uh, useless in a lot of different ways that they shouldn't be. Um, but because of that, we're using them very tactically. Um, the better investment for many people, and I know Valhalla has pursued this strategy ourselves, um, is that we'd rather put that money for a station toward ships for our players um, and save up for a future Corp Citadel when it comes out, um, because that's the one um, that we're hoping and crossing our fingers will have a much bigger impact. Cursed. How will Discord server monitors be uh, maintenance be set up? Um, as we talk about the Discord, the Discord is its own department. All right, we have Jimmy and Reddy working their butts off to uh, build this Discord and this insane um, communication medium we have into something effective and reliable. That means coordinating with moderators. That means scaling out that team effectively. So we have plans in place and and ideas here on how we can make that department work better. Um, I'm going to default to Jimmy um, to be able to handle that on his own agenda. Um, it's his department. It's his plan on how he's going to manage it. Um, we don't believe in in dictating from the top down, and we we believe in empowering uh, department heads and officers based on MBOs or management by objective, so that they know where we're trying to go and they can find the most creative and effective path to getting there. Uh, Storm is very familiar with MBOs. <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, yeah, <laughs> short call out. <laughs> What's up? 
what do you think of people asking you about so many of your personal habits last time? Uh, I work in sales, my friends. Uh, I have to have uncomfortable conversations with people all the time. Um, I'm also a very open person, so there's very little that you can do to make me blush. So I have no problem with it. Uh, I think it's better that you guys get to know me. Um, I'm happy to let you guys see who I am um, so that you've got uh, confidence that we're moving in the right direction and that you can trust me. Um, hopefully, I don't say anything that is terrifying or too utterly embarrassing. Um, is there a plan to ramp up structure production for sovereignty? Yes, um, we can talk more about that down the road. No concrete plans at the moment. Uh, we just know that we're going to be uh, setting up uh, key stations within or key key defensive systems that we're going to be maintaining and managing. The regional commanders are dedicating all their time to that. Um, as more functionality comes out in the game to manage uh, stations and structures, uh, we will align the right resources into the right areas. But the defensive plans... Uh, the battle plans, the war rooms are all running right now. Um, they've got a very strong idea of where we want to start positioning and staffing players. From Neutron over at Blackwater, BWXE, what is the plan for security improvements, specifically for me and Cash? Um, so that's a great question. We're going to lean on OneShot and Zell as the regional military commanders to come up with the most effective means for defending our regions. Now, they've already been blowing up tens of billions of dollars or ISK in what they're currently doing. Um, they focus on regional defense every single day. Uh, Neutron, I'd recommend that you connect with them to figure out how you can get involved. And if you have ideas like that create a sign-up sheet idea, which is not a bad idea at all, um, I'd recommend getting in touch with them so that they can actually implement it. Um, we're going to empower them again to make the decision that they need to make to achieve their objectives. Um, and we know that we've got the right people in the roles for that. Um, Snyder from CL. My question pertains to systems that have citadels, stations dropped. Does having a citadel or station in a system give that corporation or alliance unlimited claim over its anoms? The answer to that is no. Um, we are a horde, we're a family, we're a team. Uh, we are working together. Um, those stations do not block out or remove people's ability to um, exist in that space. Uh, our friends at Orc have gone out of their way uh, to allow IOP, another one of our corporations, uh, inside of a system that they already have a station in. Um, so this is a all-for-one and one-for-all type philosophy, um, and we're going to continue leaning on that. We do not want to be forming cliques or subset groups. Um, this is a single united family, a single united team, and we're going to always operate under that philosophy. People will mess up, people will make mistakes, but that's not going to change. And Neutron's uh, not here, so he's asking if there's a, uh, a recording. So there you go. Yes, there is. Do -do 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 -do. The charter isn't more official. Don't know what that means. I hunch for mobile and slouch for just about everything else. You? Um, I'm pretty much horizontal as often as I humanly can be. Um, but if I am doing pretty much anything else, I'm typically sitting up doing demos and talking with my team on the computer. Um, love the posters. Thank you, Distant Knight, for capturing me. 
in a Teletubbies photo and a tuxedo pajama outfit. Um, those are awesome. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. I think Tim made those. I'm going to give a shout out to Tim. Ooh. I'm just going to keep scrolling along. After four, or this is from Polobot over at Soap. After four or five days of bubble madness, what is the first reports from out across New Eden? Change in defense, objectives, choke point control. So bubbles have been really interesting. So bubbles are making Eve Echoes finally start feeling like Eve Online, which means that Nullsec is a very scary, terrifying place to be. So that creates opportunities and challenges. Uh, opportunity is that we can finally defend our space. I'm pretty sure all the miners here appreciate being able to blow up those frigs and cruisers and destroyers that have just been sneaking by the gates. Um, but now we can finally start snagging people and making them bleed for trying to come into our region. At the same time, anybody who's trying to make regular runs to Jita or regular runs to an ITC in the Great Wildlands or flying out to Nakagard might have realized that is a much more terrifying path to go. So something that we need to do is we need to be able to improve the local economy inside of Cache and inside of Geminate. Uh, we need to secure safe pathways to ITCs to give our alliance a uh, silk road of sorts to be able to maintain supply. So yeah, it changes the game drastically. I think it changes the game for uh, for the better. I'm super thankful to be able to have Bubbles finally back um, so that our miners can get a little bit more peace. But if you're still AFK mining, you're probably going to die and, and we're not going to feel bad. So don't AFK mine. Uh, shout out to Radar with these awesome retention graphs. Uh, that's incredible. And moving along, some cool gifts. Uh, make shirts for real money for Alliance. I'll buy a t-shirt just saying. Uh, that is going to be on my list of things to do this week. I, I, I'm joking, by the way. I would love to do that, but it probably requires a lot more thought. Uh, culture is great. Did you want us to fill out some surveys from Orcs Point Man? I think surveys would be a really good thing for us to get more involved with. We need to get a better pulse on what you guys are thinking on the boots on the ground perspective. Um, I know that the player retention efforts that we're going to be kicking off here will likely involve that um, so that we can make sure that um, we're keeping an honest view on what you guys are thinking about and what you guys want to see happen. Do -do 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 -do. And uh, for the record, anybody who's still listening here, there's a lot of uh, conversation going on in this Ask Brother Bro channel. Um, Ask Brother Bro. Ask Brother Bo. Um, I appreciate the chat, and I love the communication going on here. But at the same time, too, uh, it does make it difficult to be able to find the questions. Um, I can work on improving that before we walk into these meetings, but I would also encourage you guys to cut out the chat if possible, so that we can get more people's questions answered in this time. Okay. DK Maniac, uh, regarding Corp Citadels also becoming infrastructure hubs. Not sure. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Can we re- Oh, this is a good one. From OP, Redfort. Can we reorganize the alliances geographically? It would help with communication and sovereignty. Great call out. So we're already relatively aligned geographically. So 
gold, gold two, and gold three are in cash. Gold four, gold five, NSF, and Dark Horde are all located in Gemini. Um, as they release more updates, hopefully as they increase the alliance size, we will start consolidating these alliances into um, more clean-cut groups. Sov is going to require us to have a very clean strategy for that. We don't have an answer yet because NetEase has not given us um, the best communication on that front. But part of this game and part of the challenge to all of you guys is that we are trailblazing a game that is right out the gates, hot off the oven, and there's going to be a million issues for us to solve for. So I know you're going to get frustrated. Some people are going to be angry about certain things that they're doing. You know, they've turned it into more of a Care Bear strategy. You know, oh, they delayed on the interdiction bubbles. We don't know when sovereignty is coming. You know, keep in mind, EVE Online didn't have sovereignty for a significantly longer period of time than what we're projecting. Um, this is all part of a game developing and growing. What matters is that we've got the endurance, we've got the culture and the community here to outlast that um, because this right now is more of a race of endurance and we need your guys helping uh, to make sure that we carry this on to where the rest of the cool things come. Um, tech level eight coming out here soon is going to be really awesome for re-engaging the player base. We're excited for that. Options to push into an area with a trading center, the Great Wildlands, or petition NetEase for, to upgrade cash station to a trading center. Um, USSF, uh, Zarbon Zod, kick-ass name. Uh, yeah, I'd love the idea of being able to get a trading center in the Great Wildlands. Um, unfortunately, uh, we're seeing a bit of a refugee migration coming from OP4S and the corpse down south as the big killer nonstop wars down there are coming to a close. A lot of people migrating right up onto our borders. The Great Wildlands has become a much hotter space as a result. Uh, I'd love to see the Great Wildlands turn gold. Um, but at the same time, uh, we need to make sure that we don't overextend ourselves um, until we are confident that the players and that the organization here is ready to be able to handle that. Again, we're always going to choose taking care of our players. Um, if we come to a decision where the lack of a trading post is um, the biggest threat to player happiness and player retention, then we will shift our strategy to solve that problem. Put a plug here, Bo. Bo, pausing for Raw to plug. Go. With the release of Sovereignty Incorporation stations, if you look at the, I believe there's five unavailable uh, Citadel structures that you can build that are part of the building structure of what is going to become Corporation and other Citadels, there is a marketing structure into one of those. So the thought process on the data mining of that is that you will be able to build your own marketing hubs when soft comes out and next we have zell at 5 44 p.m eastern with a live shot visualization of the collapse of op4s um, very realistic reiteration quick graphic Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Dude. Ooh, good one. Arbiter, Odin, Malatesto. Odin, Malatesto, OBI, Malatesto, Horde, Malatesto. The man, the myth, the legend. Is there an economic division we can join 
to put our money-making skills to work for the Alliance? Malatesta, that's a great question, my friends. Um, that is going to be a project for us starting this week as we look to solve the SRP questions. Um, that'll be tier number one. We have to find a way to make sure that we can fight as long as we want without going broke or disenfranchising our players. Um, a sister project to that will be building out the economic division or the business unit that is going to be where the Golden Horde starts making a crap ton of money. Um, so that is something that is in discussions or will soon be in discussions, um, but definitely a very, very, very important core component of what we will be doing. Do, do, do. Any plans about handling the COVID guys hitting P7 regularly coming from UC? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm not necessarily 100% sure who COVID is, if that's an individual person or uh, a corporation. Um, but I will say that if you guys want to get more involved in defense fleets, um, that would be a really good way to limit the impact of anybody hitting P7 on a regular basis. Um, and if you can share me intel on where COVID is located, we have a phenomenal bomber division, which we recently talked about, that blows up billions of ISKs on a regular basis. And they need some targets. Uh, I would love to see Sonar and Ryu um, and the rest of the team over there um, be able to go out and blow some stuff up. So shoot me a DM, let me know where they are, um, and we'll cash them outside. How about that? No pun intended. More pictures of me in a tuxedo PJs. If anybody wants to buy me that, by the way, I will give you my uh, shipping address. That, that looks like a phenomenal outfit. Um, you might not know this, but nobody pays me. I will take that as, as three months' wages. Raw is not a real person uh, from Cornelius Gray. This is your first time speaking to him. He's actually a robot. He's a pirate robot um, that uh, has a uh, a dog white dog um he's not human um he was he was made um as a result of um, some of the more epic battles in eve online and through the chaos and maelstrom of that is actually how raw was uh born um so just gonna let you know raw's sitting here like what the hell is he saying no that was beautiful bo i appreciate that yeah i was really leaning into my warhammer 40k reference and i was just thinking of like uh i think it's slanash i don't know hardcore nerd reference right there Follow the Eldar. Shout out to all my 40k brothers. Um, there you go. Oh, one shot. Look over there at one shot posting. He's blown up 15 billion isk worth of ships in two days. All right. That's just people sitting at gates making sure people can't come in to cash. So think about that. That's 15 billion or 15 billion isk worth of people that were trying to kill you that are no longer trying to kill you because one shot, one shot at them. All right. The defense fleets are important. And think about the mods and the gear that are sitting on those ships. You can make money by getting some of that loot. That is just low-hanging fruit. Just throw out your fishing rod, nuke something as it comes by. All right? One shot's doing good work. So is Zell. Lean into it. Uh, da, 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 da. Is locking down I-6 on a day-to-day -day basis a good thing? To let word get out as if you gray wants to enter better bring fleet. Or is that provoking? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say as somebody who only has time to log into this game maybe every three or four days, and I'm sad about that, I'm not 100% sure which one is I6. Is that the connector um, into cash, or is that the connector between Geminate and cash? 
Rodin? Yes. And that, that would be a discussion that you would want to take to your regional commanders. Uh, if you have a question about the uh, problems between certain areas versus certain other areas, and if you think you're going to cause a diplomatic issue by uh, closing down certain areas, then talk to your Talk to your regional commanders. They're going to have the instruction and direction, and I can guarantee you both of them have specific places that they would like you to start posting up at. Yep. One shot and Zell. One shot and Zell. One shot and Zell. You've heard their names more than anybody else. One shot and Zell. Reach out to them. They're great people. They're hard workers. They are 100% dedicated to making this region better, making this game better, and setting you guys up for success. Duroka. From DLG, are there plans in the works for hitting some of the stations getting dropped within 10 jumps of our areas or regions? Absolutely, hell yes, there are. Um, as we um, get the military machine cleaned up and organized, running ruthlessly and efficiently, um, we are going to be blowing up more and more stations. Um, we do not want anybody getting a forward operating base anywhere near cash. Um, every time I see a alliance with any meaningful player count um, try to drop a, a, a corporate or a station in a bordering region that's like putting missiles in cuba and we're not going to permit that um, that takes time though that takes players and we have to pick our targets i guarantee you Hayu, raw storm that's what they're thinking about um, and we are going to make sure that nobody can break into cash or get a staging ground on a border that can cause us significant harm um, so absolutely and again i would coordinate with the defense guys and check an eye keep an eye out for those um, those different uh, CTAs and uh, SMOs or strategic military operations as we look to start blowing those things up. Do, 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 do. All right, Ivar, Vanderkay, you talked getting and keeping new players in the long run. It's a very complex game for many, which leads them to drop out. I understand people can ask on here, etc., but for many, it feels like a solo experience trying to find answers on Google and YouTube and so on. Uh, could it be an idea to have specific groups of people dedicated to helping new players? And the answer is absolutely yes. That is what the player retention program is going to be. We have to shorten the ramp time for new players coming into the game. Uh, we have to make it easiest as possible, easy as possible for them to get ramped up. Um, we have to shorten that ramp period as much as humanly possible. So yeah, we are all about that. That is a core uh, competency that this alliance needs to have. Um, Valhalla's got people working on it right now. A lot of other corps pay attention to that as well. It's uh, There's no reason the Alliance won't be working on that as well. Uh, da, 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 da. And... Ooh, good one. Zan, Kylo Ren, any plans on teaming up with other large alliances in the future? Uh, truthfully speaking, if we do this right, we shouldn't need to team up with any other large alliances in the future. Um, if we team up with somebody else, that ties our fate with somebody else. Um, their enemies become our enemies. Their mistakes become our mistakes. Uh, if I have seen anything in this game so far, it is that our alliance, with all of the dinks in our armor and, and the flaws that we deal with and the troubles and tribulations, uh, we are light years more organized than uh, pretty much anybody else in this game. I think we have the best leadership team and the best officers, the best corporations in this game. Um, I don't see a reason why we would need to uh, throw our hat in the ring with other people unless we choose to. Um, and that option could come in the future, depending on what shapes up around the game as Soft comes out. 
Uh, I know there's a lot of talk from a lot of Chinese corporations and alliances that they want to push, uh, I think they call it the golden foreigners into the sea or something like that. Uh, if we find ourselves in a bad position, uh, we have great relationships with GenFed. We've got good relationships, surprisingly, with Shush. Um, they're, uh, that's, that's turned into a very positive relationship. Um, we don't have any significant enemies. Uh, we don't have anybody that doesn't want to uh, already work with us. Um, so we are in a great position to pick our friends if we ever choose the need to. If we do this right, uh, we should always be the prettiest girl at the bar. Uh, and we shouldn't need to be able to um, attach ourselves with the hip unless we want to. I'd like to see us do this on our own, um, but would never be opposed to um, forming good alliances uh, if we really see the mutual fit there. Uh, last we heard about the metrics behind the claim system. Today we are seeing some changes with it. It seems most of the conversation is about finding the loopholes while being guided by the don't be a dick rule. Nice one, USSF. Uh, is it a place where, is it a place where we can get more lawyerly in or abandon? Your general thoughts on if it's prov uh, providing the metrics we are looking for, and is it what was envisioned? Uh, it's a really interesting question. The claim system is not something that we ever saw coming as a challenge. Um, it's going to have more more iterations into it until we're happy with the final state. We have seen good usage and good adoption so far. We have seen the arbiters getting regularly involved to sort out disputes. Well, we're going to continue working to improve that system. Uh, it's just something that we have to deal with because you know, we are 5,500 plus players in a very small space that have to learn how to work together. Um, I appreciate everybody who's doing their best to um, keep that um, uh, to work within that system. Oh my gosh, whoever TRG, that's an amazing graphic. I'm saving that right now. Yeah, that just got saved on my computer. OP for us, Maldez one. That's hilarious. Uh, no idea about war deck declarations. Uh, da, 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 da. Zell, a uh, fantastic post of the IDX kill. That's a $5.7 billion loss. Uh, notice the guy's carrying three faction cruisers um, inside of that ship, or three faction ships. It's probably the most embarrassing loss in Evecos to date. I haven't seen anything more expensive than that single kill. Um, and Zell, I'd probably recommend sending that over to um, anybody who does news in this game because they'll definitely want to report that one. I I don't think there's a bigger one yet. <sighs> DLG Ghost Raven as a fun loving team member, team player of Golden Horde Alliance. How to how do I I guess I'm saying how do I be a part of our current of our parent corp and still be a part of the alliance and still be a part or created a separate branch. And open up a corp that is like a secondary division. I'm a little confused here. Uh, I feel like we need more branches and specialized teams to help keep our space safe. Okay, Ghost Raven. I think the root of what you're asking here is how do you specialize and get more involved without splintering off and breaking away from your parent corp or the Golden Horde? And how does that all work? I'd say reach out to the military guys. Um, if you have an idea there, uh, run it up the chain of the commands. We probably already have a plan for whatever division or branch that you might be working on. So we can either insert you the guys that are already working on that project. If there's a new plan 
that you've got that's unique, um, you know what? Shoot it over to me, and I'll take a look at it, honestly. Because um, if, if there's a need and you can create the need, then I want you to fill the need. Um, but that's something that we need to coordinate as a group. Uh, we need to make sure we work together. Um, like, for example, Mercenary Corps is something that we see people wanting to do very often. That's not something that lines up with how this, com this community works. Uh, mercenary Corps are loyal to the dollar. Uh, Golden Horde is loyal to the Golden Horde. Um, it's just kind of a conflict of interest. But I'd be curious what you got in mind. There is a future event being planned for ambitious new EE players that have never played EO. Standby, trialing. Nice, that's good to see. Is there a PvE commander from DLG Farouk? Uh, good question. We don't have a dedicated PvE alliance level commander. PvE is right now handled at the corporation level. Um, we try our best to minimize as much bureaucracy and oversight as possible. We want to try to keep the machine as lean as possible. Um, that is an interesting idea, though, to have a PvE coordinator. Could potentially help with the claim system. Uh, maybe put all of those responsibilities under one department. Um, I'm going to have to sit and think on that one, but I don't have an answer as of the moment. And Kylo Ren, are you planning on joining the Dragons FC event? I got my eyes on you, uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, possibly. I would love to, but Dragon typically does his events at a time that is difficult for me to because I'm running calls. Um, but uh, I love Dragon. Uh, Dragon and I have gamed longer than most people um, in this community. Um, we had our start together in Stellaris Galaxy Command. Um, that's one of my you know, favorite people in this entire game. Uh, I'd love to be more involved in what he's doing. Um, and I'm jealous all the time when I can't get in there. Uh, good question from Radar. Uh, I got my Slasher 2 ready for you. Well, Kylo, if you're going to fight me in your Slasher 2, you have to actually make sure you actually fight me and don't hide 300, 400 kilometers away from target. Just giving you a heads up, you know. Uh, can't run away if you're looking to blow me up. I only fly an Atron 2 and I got no skills, so you shouldn't be afraid, bro. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give it seven more minutes here. Uh, yeah, congrats. Kylo, Kylo Ren did win the Battle Royale, so I will give him a shout-out. Um, that was a viable strategy. Though we will change the rules, though, to make sure that the next time you can't get away with that. Um, Zell asking, can we expect to see Raw and Bo's holiday calendar? That is funny, because that assumes that I take holidays. Um, great one. Um, I'm and I already told you that uh, Raw isn't human, so I I don't think he knows what holidays mean. Um, exactly. All right, I got six minutes left. Hit me with what you got. Anybody and everybody, any question? Mm. Okay, okay. Uh, seasonal calendar with picks for the alliance members. I get what he's saying. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, Ra, we can totally coordinate that. I think with your pirate outfit ideas and the alliance's weird fascination with me and tuxedo jammies, we can definitely get that done. <laughs> and this is getting weird. What are our plans for deep, deep nullsec raids? I love the fact we fly far to pop people in. Do we not? 
thank you, Flukes. I completely lost my train of thought when you popped that one in. Um, we not want to start a war or keep close or localized. So, Ghost Raven, it's a good question. Um, I mean, we already are in deep, deep nullsec, right? The only nullsec that could potentially get deeper than where we are is going to be the drone regions when they come out, um, which is, you know, the stated goal for this alliance is to dominate those drone regions and build our empire behind the walls that we're building right now. Um, in terms of picking... Oh, deeper? Nice. And winky face. You forgot the winky face, Ghost. Um, and when it comes to how we want to approach other groups, you got to keep in mind the state of this game. All right. I, I am all for as much PvP and as much content as we can drive. I want us to go get in fights. Um, I want to make this as much fun as possible. But at the same time, too, we have a responsibility to what we're building here to ensure it's successful. So a group recently tried to go to war with the entire server. Um, they were called, and I use the word were because they are no longer there, um, but they were called OP4S. Um, and within the first two weeks of the game, they were fighting everybody from Death Phantom, uh, Trimark, the Aquarius Alliance, uh, GenFed, Elysium. I mean, I could go on and on. Bottom line is, they overextended themselves. They made a lot of enemies. Uh, they were invaded. Uh, they eventually broke apart because they uh, they attrited their players and they didn't appreciate the tax that that was going to have. Instead of empire building, they spent all of their time fighting. They never got anything done. They just they just fought, and then they eventually fell apart. So since this is an early-stage game, and this is a very long game, um, our focus is on empire building. We're going to make cash and geminate into fortresses. Uh, we're going to be measured in the engagement we have with other groups. We're going to be measured in our growth strategy. Um, but at the end of the day, everything that we're going to do is going to be centered around um, fortifying and um, ensuring the long-term success of the Golden Horde. The core architect of that is going to be making sure that the game is fun and that the alliance is supporting the players and the corporations inside of it. Long-winded answer. Uh, who is the best point of contact for wanting to help with industry side of things and building ships for the corp? So bloody, that would be Scorn. Um, if you're you're bloody, you're part of Valhalla. I would recommend you reach out to Scorn. Uh, reach out to Grant too. Those are both great contacts for you, buddy. Is okay from Basky. Is the drone region like a drone specific area? So it's a good question. In Eve Online, there is a region. If you go look at the map of Eve Online, it's the same exact map as Eve Echoes. Um, but if you look at the map on Eve Online, you'll see. You know, this huge region in the northeastern quadrant that is called the drone regions. It's a different type of uh, faction that you're fighting up there. You're fighting drones. Can you guys still hear me, by the way? I just got a phone call. I don't know if I got cut. Yep, we hear you. Cool. And uh, you're fighting drones up there. It's a different type of NPC enemy that you're going for. But bottom line is there's like five, six, seven different regions up there that right now in Eve Echoes is not available. So we put ourselves in cash and we put ourselves in Geminate so that we can block off that entire northeastern region and eventually build a huge empire out there without needing to bother with anybody else. Um, so we're in a very, very good position. Uh, we just have to keep fortifying, keep holding on, and uh, make this alliance what we intend to make it. 
Um, and then when the devs finally decide to finish opening up the map, uh, we're going to be in the driver's seat for the most desirable spot um, and easiest growth, whereas everybody else has to fight over peanuts. What is the status of uni recovery? Great question, Zell. So uh, super cool to see how many people have contributed to uni. We've had people contributing uh, hundreds of millions and billions of ISK back to uni. Um, I didn't need to talk to them directly, but it is my understanding that they've made a recovery or a large part of the recovery. And then I also want to give a shout out to JSOC, C3, and Savage over there um, who were taking on the ownership of building the outpost that uni was going to build before um, that that sadly misguided and very lonely player uh, took all of their their isk. Um, hilarious that people do that. It is the uh, the lowest of low play styles, um, and one of the most interesting things about Eve seeing uh, how this game brings out people's true colors. Um, and we are very thankful that that guy is elsewhere, moved on to something else. Um, we don't need that type of mindset, that type of culture, or that type of uh, person in our in our community. So we're glad he's gone. And with that, guys, we're at 6.30. I would keep going, but my fiancé would murder me, so I'm going to call it quits here. Um, let's go ahead and just call this. Uh, I appreciate everybody who made time to listen in. Uh, you guys are fantastic. We're going to keep doing this every two weeks to give you guys this regular update. We will hold ourselves accountable to what we've committed to. I will report on it. Um, we will get more people involved in these conversations to talk about the different departments as we continue improving this process. Um, but uh, just thank you everyone who's committed your time and hour and a half of your life to, to hear about what's going on with our family. You guys have a good one. God bless and fly dangerously. People are weird.